Welcome to Light Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today once again by Meredith. Hi, everybody. Hello. We just had, we hit pause on yesterday's episode and suddenly we're like, oh, if we don't eat something, we're both going to (laughs) die. There was, yeah, there was that moment. It was, sometimes you get hangry and sometimes you just suddenly realize that you're about to get extremely sad. Like when you feel your blood sugar, like actually crashing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like, oh, I can't think thoughts anymore. Yeah, and I definitely had that moment of, oh, shoot, I just had all this coffee, and yet it's not working. Right. Because oh. well, you need to eat food. You can't just live right. on Right, you coffee. can't just live right. on coffee. I mean, I've, I've done that, but uh, <laughs> I admit I was also doing it when I was much younger and yes. also had a pretty serious eating disorder. Yes, yep. same. You mean mm-hmm. when we just... Um, lived on coffee and cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the the way that you got your extra calories when you were really feeling it was you could go to Starbucks and get like a frappuccino. Oh yeah. You got to count those calories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But it's like you need that little bit of sugar. And so that's the treat. And yeah. You know, that'll yeah. do it. Um, no good guys. Eat food. Yeah. This is a uh, man cannot survive on PSA. vanilla lattes alone. PSA. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Please eat food. So we talked about, we gave a bunch of recs on yesterday's episode. And if you have any more, please feel free at any time to jump in and offer them. But while we're in the pop culture section, I wanted to talk about this story I saw that I don't know if it, it probably could also fit in the bad news section, Mm -hmm. but it's like a little weird. uh, So I wanted to talk about it in the pop culture section. Have you heard about True TV's new game show that it's called Paid Off and it helps people buried in college debt? Hmm, I think I saw you tweeting about this and it made me kind of sad. <gasps> it's real life Hunger Games. That was my tweet about it. Yeah. Who is But like this actual guy? hunger Where hunger. Where is this host from? Michael Torpy. Oh, I It's oh, killing I me. Hold on. Let's IMDb him. Michael Torpy is the host of this new show. And he has one of those face faces where I'm like, he's so fucking familiar. Um, oh, Veep, maybe? Hmm. Orange is the New Black. Oh, okay, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Who was he in Orange is the New Black? Was he a guard? He, he must, must have been, been a, guard. a guard. He's a man. He must no. have been a guard. <laughs> Either that or somebody's loser boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, C.O. Thomas Humphrey. Okay. Um, okay, that's where I know him from. Wow, what a career arc. So, yeah, now he is the host of this show. And it's just, guys, I know it's hacky at this point to say late state capitalism is a bitch, but to actually have a game show now yeah, about people who their crime was going to school. Just, like, give them the fucking money. Yeah, like, why is it a game show? No. Or maybe pass a law that allows people to... Uh, offload their student debt in bankruptcy as opposed to, or, you know, not not making family members be on the hook when you die. Like, there's right. a lot of things we could do instead of making it into entertainment. Right. Um, also, not to split hairs, but one of the guys is like $19,000 in debt, and I'm like, I know 20 people offhand who have more debt than that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean... I was just like, fuck. Now we have... So on yesterday's episode, we talked about this. We have Handmaid's Tale Wine. Mm -hmm. We have Paid Off Game Show for people suffering from um, student debt. Like... Well, and there's there's several... I mean, there are so many game shows that I've seen like advertised specifically on Hulu that seem to really traffic in the... My family's having a tarot. It's like, this is an inspiring story. Yeah, when did that start? I, I don't know. I think I definitely remember it happening around the time that you were doing like Extreme Makeover Home Edition was one of them where. Okay, but. But then the game show thing. Because, you know, I, you know the yeah. one show that really that like kind of it was the first time I became aware of that trend. The voice. Mm-hmm. Every single person on the voice has a sad story. Yeah. And I'm like, when did that start, though? Because I feel like there used to be singing competitions that were just like, I just wanted to try out and I just yeah. wanted to sing. And then at some point it was like, like I'm singing because my dead mother told yes. me I had the voice. Of an Suddenly angel. it had to be a sad story yeah. for everyone. Not that it's hard to find people with sad stories who mm-hmm. are trying to make money. But yeah, but like the extreme makeover uh 
house edition or whatever it's called. I feel like that sort of catered to those stories because mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, yeah, like a hurricane blew down your house or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just the 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 run of the mill like singing competition. Yeah. Suddenly it was like everyone had a tragic story. Yeah, very weird. So I mean, if there's a spinoff of this show where people do like wipeout style competitions to pay off medical debt, then I'll be really worried. You mean UFC? <laughs> That's what UFC is. They're all fucking poor fighters just trying oh, to like. Oh God! <laughs> I mean, there was that. That was that. That really weepy, uh, but very violent movie with Joel Edgerton. Oh, you mean Warrior? Yeah, that one. That movie will and Tom Hardy. How dare you forget Tom Hardy? Uh, I'm so sorry. It's it's okay. It's all right. Get out of my apartment. Um, (laughs) Has one of the craziest endings of all time because it's to the National and it's like a remix of the National and it goes on for like 11 minutes and it's gorgeous. (laughs) Um, Yeah, chills. But yeah. Every few years, there's like talk among the UFC fighters of maybe unionizing because oh, because they're beating the shit out of each other for small amounts of money yes. and they get super exploited. It's super exploited, and Dana White is so rich. Um, but yeah, I mean that already happens. You have poor people trying to just fight each other for money. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Well, we haven't gotten to the point of just straight up bum fights yet. Yet. Oh yeah. No, I. I'm. Yeah. So you're saying like paid off could get worse because it could not be like a fun quiz show. It could just be, and now you fight to the death. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Or you know, there's a lot of other ways in which it stops being. You know, you're you're paying off debts that are even sadder. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, man, guys. Uh. So, did you have any recommendations that we didn't get to on yesterday's episode? Hmm. Trying to think if I have seen anything. Um, I've been watching a lot of, oh, when I was moving, Mm -hmm. I was talking about Marcella, but I was also watching a ton of Escape to the Continent. Oh God. Yeah. So good. Um, so much envy. Speaking of late stage capitalism, just watching so much people with a ton of money be able to move to like, they're just like, oh, we're British, but we're going to move to like the countryside in Spain. I'm like, oh, how fun for you. Yeah, we really want to make sure it's like we think we would really like an orange grove. Oh, you should get an orange grove. That's cool. Mm. Oh, you mean you'd like this castle? Oh, oh would you like this castle? Oh, you, you would? You would? You'd like to? Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. We'll just, you know. Or when they're like, I don't know, this castle's drafty. <laughs> <And it's> like, <laughs> they're like finding little things to complain about. And I'm like, you're in a fucking castle. Appreciate that you're in a castle. Um. Yeah, but there's, yeah, they're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and they're all selling their houses for some insane amount of money. I'm like, how do you have seven hundred thousand pounds to spend? Oh, and then they'll be like, uh, they're introducing the couple, and they're like, they're both educators. Their budget is seven hundred thousand pounds, and I'm like, how? I know <laughs> what's happening. They must have sold a kid, right? Totally. Yeah, I'm like, there's you're both educators, and you have that much money. Maybe that means something different in Britain. Maybe like, um. Like administrator? I mean, who knows? I don't know. Uh, just thinking about like educators. It's like you do, you're clearly doing something. Do you both own schools? <laughs> is that <laughs> what you mean? Yeah. Is that Educators you? and you, you traffic children. Right. right. Of course. Yeah. It all comes back to trafficking children. Hashtag Pizzagate. Um, so guys, uh, anything that you have seen or overheard lately that made you smile well i will say um you know my big recommendation the uh the world cup finishes up this weekend uh so if you have been following i love that every time you've come on the show your recommendation has been the world Cup. i will never stop because (laughs) i am going to be utterly bereft when it is over on sunday because i already feel deep withdrawal from being able to watch three soccer games in one day uh but the it was deeply satisfying to watch croatia um beat russia in penalty kicks last saturday yes um the satisfaction i got from knowing that vladimir putin just couldn't buy the championship uh yes was so satisfying. You can't rig everything. I, I cheered myself hoarse. And it was really fun to be in a bar watching the game surrounded by everyone who was just so yeah. passionately rooting to me, against that, that's Russia. that's the best part of it. Like, yeah. I, I've done both. I've done years where I didn't watch it at all this year because I was so busy with DCM and moving. 
but I've done both. I've done stayed at home and watched the World Cup, yep. which is fun. Mm-hmm. And I've also done like gotten together with people yep. and watching it. And it's so much better when it's like a community thing. Yeah. When you actually have people that you can root with, um, it's so much more fun. Uh, so there's there's that. And, you know, you can pick your colonial nightmare to <laughs> um, to cheer for. You've got Belgium, <laughs> France, England and Croatia in the semifinals. Wow. So colonizers um, unite. Yeah. And I must say I am rooting for Belgium today. That's sure. Thursday. Uh, when Hercule Poirot. Yep. But also it's family, family connections, family history. I will so. be rooting for them because of Hercule Poirot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my favorite, one of my favorite detectives. Mm-hmm. Although, to be fair, Belgium is low key some of the terrible, colo- like worst colonialism. Sure, but not yeah. Hercule. Nope, definitely not. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for humoring my weird Your obsession. Agatha Christie obsession. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was a child of PBS. That was like, my parents watched it every night. I watched Miss Marple's. Hercule Poirot, Sherlock Holmes. Oh, man. That was my jam. I remember all of those so well. In addition to all of the comedies, mm-hmm. um, Are You Being Served? I admit that for the longest time that TV show confounded me because I didn't understand the title. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How, uh, uh, yes. That's the first question you're asked when you enter a department store. Mm-hmm. Are you being served? Uh, and... What else? Oh, oh, Keeping Up Appearances. Oh, yes. That one I definitely remembered. I think that was my mom's favorite. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I grew up just watching British mysteries yeah. and British comedies. And now for some reason, I'm obsessed with true crime and comedy. Yeah. I will say, yes, another recommendation just in the soccer and comedy and Britishness, uh, YouTube, the Monty Python Philosopher's Soccer Game, um, oh. where the German philosophers play the Greeks. And so you have uh, Socrates is like the star player of the Greeks and you have uh, like <laughs> uh, Heidegger and, you know, Schopenhauer and whatever. Yeah. So you, it's uh, it's ridiculous and I love it. Awesome. Um, yeah. Also, bold being a woman recommending uh, Monty Python. Look, it's <laughs> I it's yeah, I'm, I'm not going to apologize for it. <laughs> don't absolutely don't. It's just um, rare. Yeah. Well, you're a diamond in the rough. Oh, that that's true for sure. Yeah, you're like I won't argue that. Um, yeah, anything else? Hmm. I was I was the other day. I was just sitting outside, and it was like perfect weather because it's been really hot in New York City, like 90, 95 degrees. Yeah. And then one day last week, maybe Tuesday at night, it was like seventy. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. Oh, I remember that. And we it was were so sitting beautiful. outside. I was with um, some of my armory teammates, and we were just having a beer, mm-hmm. and it was like perfect. Oh. And I was like, "This is nice." So, if you have an opportunity to just go outside at night and like sit on your stoop and have a beverage of your choice, doesn't have to be alcoholic. Could be, could be a uh, soda. Could be soda. Nice could be some water. Soda, even some nice glass of water. Some lemon in mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I recommend that as well. And just like. Um, I talked about this with, I think, Eric when he was on the show. Not being on your phone, like not thinking about what you have to do tomorrow or what you did that day and just being like present in the moment. Yeah. Um, and when I was in therapy, one of the ways they had me do that was even if you have to like look at an object and describe its physical qualities to mm-hmm. yourself, like that blade of grass is green. It's pointy. There are many like it, you know, like stuff like that. It helps you stay in the moment instead of having your thoughts careen out of control. Yeah. That helps as well. And it like you'll feel yourself physically relax, like your shoulders and yeah. stuff like that. I so like that's that. my little recommendation. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if I have any other really major ones. I feel like I ran through all of them. Should have saved a couple. What was yeah. I doing? Oh, man, if you own cats, I recommend living in a place with stairs because now one of my great joys in life is hearing Desi and Penny <gasps> walk up and down the stairs. Oh. You hear their little paws like, it's so cute. That's my little recommendation. Move if you have cats. Move to a place with stairs. It's manageable, right? Yeah. I like to have a show that relates to all people. Move to your castle in France. Complain about how drafty it is. Make sure the castle has stairs. I'm sure it does. It's a castle. And uh, have your cats run up and down them. Yeah, that sounds great. Hell yeah. Um, oh, I recommended this on the show, but I don't know if I've ever asked you this. Do you watch Nailed It? 
I have watched some episodes of Nailed It. Okay, so on this latest season, there's a bonus episode that's a crossover with Nailed It and Queer Eye. Ooh. And it is a perfect 20-minute episode of Joy. Oh, I'll have to watch that. It's wonderful. I have actually, I I can't believe I'm about to say this, have not watched the new Queer Eye. (gasps) Any of it. I will say this, because I said that to someone, I reacted that way, because they said the same thing to me. And they're like, I just... I heard you cry every episode and I was like, yes. And he was just like, I don't want to cry right now. Yeah. And I was like, I understand that, but it is very like moving. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's fine. I'm still fucked up from having watched Coco recently. So, Oh, I still haven't braced myself you to really watch You have yet. to be ready for it because I cannot emphasize how much I cried. Ooh, I, like, and everyone has said that to me and I know oh, yeah. it's so good and I'm still like, I just, I'm very fragile right now. Oh no, I, I don't know why I decided I thought like, this is a bad idea. I shouldn't, but it's day. gonna, and then I just did it. Yeah. I, I'm also like watching Handmaid's Tale so I feel like I can only do so much heavy crying yeah. every episode um, or every day when I'm watching stuff. But that is one of the things that I, I do really want to watch. Mm-hmm. I heard Coco's amazing. Yes. It will. I mean, you at least cry because it's it's so beautiful and full of love. And I've life. really been slacking with watching animations lately. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, going back to I never saw Frozen. Mm-hmm. I still haven't either. I kind of remember seeing The Incredibles, but not really. Yeah. But I hear Incredibles 2 is amazing. I've heard that as well. I, I should probably go back and watch Incredibles though, right? And probably. then Incredibles too. Yeah, because I guess it does take a, like take place like in the same yeah like, right away. Okay, um, I'll do that. Oh, I can I talk about something I'm excited for? Yes. Um, so when when I went to see the Purge uh, last week, first Purge, um, there were some amazing trailers Ooh. for upcoming movies. There were a couple of things that looked kind of stupid, sure. and then. Um, like whatever the like Johnny Depp movie about the Biggie Smalls murder, which like I will not be seeing. Yeah. Um, but then also Wait, they had who is he in the Biggie Smalls? He's the detective, the retired uh, detective. And great, like, I'm glad they made it about Johnny Depp. Uh, well, Forrest Whitaker is also in it. He uh, plays yeah. the journalist investigating, but okay. like that's not the recommendation. Yes, um, my uh, um, there was two trailers. One is for. <laughs> this movie called The Nun, which is the, oh, the oh, I upcoming saw latest trailer. installment in the Conjuring universe. So and Jezebel oh my posted God. the trailer and they were like, watch this until the end. Uh-huh. And like, it, it does look very scary. Someone like screamed. <laughs> like there were actual audible like shrieks yeah. of terror in that when that trailer hits the end. And yeah. I was like, well, that was effective. I'll probably see it. But also... The what is probably going to be profoundly stupid, but is so absolutely my <laughs> shit. Uh, the sequel to the movie Unfriended. Oh, oh my God! We a group of my friends <laughs> talked about maybe going to see it. Oh, I am absolutely going to see Unfriended Dark Web. There oh is just like God. so it is everything I could possibly want out of a shitty genre movie. And I mean, you've got you've got the silly like the I silly premise. Like, like here's the thing though, stupid premise. Like, but the first movie. You can have a very dumb premise, and there are legitimately terrifying moments in that movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that you don't have to be super ambitious or try to do something. Like, if it could be silly. If it's well executed, you can still really enjoy it. There's, there's like, also something so satisfying and simple about just having somebody sitting in front of a webcam and you see something, like, move behind them. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a very simple thing to film, and it is universally terrifying yeah <laughs> and i am very excited for yeah. this one because you combine the the webcam premise you've got uh several like just recognizable enough actors yes. including <laughs> betty gabriel from get out it's so funny that's like literally all of them like i know her yeah where she's from <laughs> yeah uh yeah you have weird dark web shit yeah, uh, yeah. creepy like Human trafficking. Yeah, that's an interesting oh my God. angle like, to it, the whole dark web stuff. I mean, also, I just, I live for people explaining the dark web because it's always... No, it's ends right. up, Well, <laughs> it's never right. And it always sounds like you're just waiting for Ice-T to make some comment on like an episode of SVU. And yeah. he's like, the dark web? Right. What the hell is that? Right. <laughs> yes. <yeah. laughs> uh, cool. Well, good Rex. Guys, it's that time of the episode Let's all hold hands and cry. It'll be okay. We'll get through it together. Here is your bad news. 
I keep forgetting that Desi's behind me on a box, and I'm hearing him shift around. And we were just talking about horror films, and I'm like, what is that? Oh, right. It's oh, yeah. Fat little cat. Well, and also the creepy echo uh, of yeah, your empty apartment. everything sound. Oh, you want to know the scariest thing. So my bedroom door, I leave partially open so the cats can, like, come in and out and bother me when they want food. Mm-hmm. Um, and not, like, say, terrorize Chloe. So... But Desi, because he's a brat, like shoves it open in the mm-hmm. middle of the night and the um, the hinges creak. So in the middle of the night, I hear oh, like in a horror movie, but then it's okay. It's just my fat little cat asking for food. Aww. I mean, my the, there are occasionally moments where I'll wake up in the night and Rosie is a, like wakes up and is just staring at the door. I hate when animals and, do that. And I'm like, I can't handle this yeah like, like what are you looking at like cats will do that they'll like sit in front of the front door and stare at it and mm-hmm. i'm like what the fuck is on the other side of that door what's happening right now yeah and then i have to you know and usually when i wake up in the middle of the night it's because i have to pee so then i'm like are you fucking kidding me now i have to walk through my apartment what if i open the door and michael myers is out there what am i supposed to do yeah or what if there are some satanists like in hereditary right. rosie what, what do i do then oh hereditary how good was that movie oh my god okay let's focus we're in the bad news section hereditary is good news <laughs> yeah well if if being so terrified you want to cry and maybe pee yourself a little bit is good news I then so. i suppose so i mean i think so. same yeah so um i wanted to talk about um this gop backed house candidate oh who's been promoting white nationalism it's weird how that seems to be a, a trend hmm, you in mean the like Republican people, party people being like just explicitly racist yeah and just convinced, like yeah. full nazi mm-hmm. um so seth grossman a right-wing pundit who is now the gop nominee in New Jersey's 2nd Congressional District, previously touted opinion pieces that were published on two leading white nationalist websites. One of those posts, which Grossman praised, claimed that black people, quote, are a threat to all who cross their paths. Hmm. In an email to Media Matters, Grossman attempted to distance himself from his endorsement of the racist threat to all those who cross their paths piece and said he wants to help take the Democratic training wheels off the black and Hispanic communities so that they can succeed even more. Hmm. Um, yeah, which is just a way of saying I want to slash the social safety net. Yeah, I just hate I hate poor people because I also hate black people. Right. I just want you to uh, die in the streets because mm-hmm. I'm helping. Um, so Grossman, you may remember him because he drew headlines last month when American Bridge 21st Century Pack released a video of him saying in April, quote, the whole idea of diversity is a bunch of crap and un-American. <laughs> I love that so much. Aww. It's the history of America, you knob. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I mean, if you're listening to this and you're like, Allison, it seems like you have um, a story like this every week of a, a GOP candidate who turns out to be a white nationalist, I white mean, supremacist. I think it's just because they keep coming. Yeah, it's almost like... Um, the Republican Party are a bunch of racists. Mm, surprising. Not to say that there's not racists in the Democratic Party, too. There are, of course. But, yes, it is a theme because that's the reality. Yeah. And also, they feel emboldened right now. Yeah, they're not afraid. It, you know, you can you can say these things and it will not automatically disqualify you. No, you'll become president, actually. Yeah. Yeah, so they see it as an asset where they're like, oh, finally, are we, are we telling the truth now? We're not being PC anymore? Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, that cracks me up whenever the right asks for civility. Yeah. What they're asking the for yeah. is for political correctness right like we tried that for a long time and you idiots were making fun of it the whole time and now we don't have it as much and you're like crying and shrieking yeah civility is really just being allowed to say and do whatever you want with no consideration of other people right and not getting called on it right um so i also wanted to talk about some updates in the uh, mass incarceration of young children. Oh, God. So the ACLU suspects, with good reason, that the Trump administration will miss its deadline to reunite the young children it forcibly separated from their families at the U.S.-Mexico border. Uh, so the AP reported that the Trump administration provided the ACLU with a list of 102 children under the age of Five, five years old that are currently being detained but the organization said it appears likely that less than half will be reunited by the July 10 deadline um, 
Under the age of five. Under the age of five, yeah. That's the thing, too. I think sometimes when people hear young children, mm-hmm. they're thinking like 10, 11. No, no, no. We're talking about toddlers. Like 10 or 11 would be a heinous crime, right? But when you separate a child under the age of five from their parents, you're doing permanent psychological and physical mm-hmm. damage to them. Because a child under the age of five, like physically, mentally, emotionally, needs to be with their parents. Yes. In order to be like a fully formed person. Yeah, you like you lose the ability, you like develop physical and emotional problems because yeah. you're not allowed to be comforted by your your family oh my god like, did you see this story i wish i could remember the source but that some parents are being refused amnesty because they're so traumatized they're that they, so they're failing their interviews yeah traumatized by being separated from their children that they're hysterical during the interview and then they they fail the interview because mm-hmm. they're considered mentally unstable right fuck mm-hmm. what the hell yeah well and you know there's there's a one-year-old in uh you know, going before a judge when the judge is supposed to... Oh, did you see the photo of the kid? No, I did not. Okay, so I I don't know if it was the one-year-old, but there was a very, very young kid sitting before a judge, and they have the headphones on him, Mm -hmm. uh, I assume because they're translating for him. Yeah. Um, And it's the most creepy... I know this is a hacky term, but Orwellian thing that you will ever see to see a, like a baby in front of a judge. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, and there's no right to counsel, so they have to just stand there, and the judge is supposed to say things like, you know, do you understand the purpose of these proceedings? Uh, and one, there's one judge that's quoted. He's like, I'm kind of embarrassed to even have to ask this. This child clearly does not understand. Yeah, what are you talking about? Like, I was trying to remember, I don't have memories before, <clears throat> maybe flashes, but no real concrete memories before the age of five. Yeah. I definitely have some memories of being three and four, but that's like, they're very, you know, that's like preschool time. Yeah. Like let alone having to navigate, like you're going before a judge. Like what? Yeah. I mean, and they have to sit there. It's like you put them in the, what do you do? You put them in the chair, I guess. Yeah. I have a a friend who works on deportation defense. So she's been working 12 hour days for as long as this stuff has been going on, if not more, uh, seven days a week. And she said that, you know, she's basically moving names from, you know, around on spreadsheets and, you know, occasionally having to take like mental health breaks when she sees notes, like had to stop intake child, uh, client distracted by stickers. Oh my God. (laughs) Which just like, yeah. How are you supposed to? And I mean, these are kids that are so young. They probably like, they probably could not know their last name. Like they yeah. could, they don't know where they're from. Like if their parents have already been sent back, have already been deported, these kids don't have the mental capacity to necessarily be able to explain anything that would help yeah. someone reunite with. I you thought know, about them. that when that um, ProPublica uh, yeah. recording went viral. But that little girl who, thank God, had her aunt's <gasps> phone number memorized. Yes, yes. And she just kept saying it over and over. And I was like, oh, my God, if she had not had her aunt's contact information, like, what would have happened to her? Mm-hmm. And also, had she, she was, like, advocating for herself where she's like, I need to call my aunt. I need to call my aunt, which is, like, such a ballsy thing for a little kid to do. Mm-hmm. But thank God, because, like, even if she had had that information and she hadn't been sharing it, yeah. like, she needed to have the phone number memorized. She needed to constantly say, I need to call my aunt. And then they were able to find each other that way. But I was like, I, yeah, I maybe had my phone number memorized. But, like, I was also a very shy little kid. I don't know if I, if I was, like, detained like that. I don't know mm-hmm. if I would have been demanding to see my relatives you know oh i mean i would have been an absolute fucking wreck yeah like you know i would be uh, yeah i would be a wreck in general i mean i can't the having i've watched a few of the reunited like the reunification videos when the kids got off the planes and oh god it is absolutely devastating um also the kids are so clearly traumatized you see them and they've got these like blank looks on their faces and their mothers or fathers are like crying and crying and holding them and the kids are just sort of like numb well yeah because the the psychological effect of having been forcibly separated means they're like well and and it destroys your ability to trust your parents like Like, even if you want like is this real are you going to leave me again like and it's not the fault of the parents obviously it's the fault of the government but Um, just from a basic psychological level it has removed their ability to feel 
I thought safe. one of the most realistic things The Handmaid Tale did was the scene with her daughter. Oh God, I was bawling. Oof. Where they touch on that, where like her daughter's kind of mad at her. Mm-hmm. Like, and I thought that was so real. It was just like, yeah, because your parents are supposed to protect you. And of course, this is in no way the parents' fault. But as a little kid, you're like, yeah, but you're my whole world and mm-hmm. you went away. So if you can go away, yeah. what else can happen? Well, right. I mean, that's the thing. The the It's not, it, yeah, it's not the fault of the parents. It's not the fault of the children. Um, but the reality, like, these kids don't get the nuance of, right. of all of these things. Law, like all they know is they've just borders. been, yeah, <laughs> they were just put in baby jail and right. then are suddenly being like put on a plane and mm. stuff, you know, also the amount of money that people are being charged to oh, get their kids back. Criminal. Like they're supposed to be paying to bring their kids to them. Like, yeah, really? Like, I'm sorry. Insane. <laughs> uh, so also in, um, immigration news a thanks to a concerned uh to concerned neighbors who worried about the young migrant children being taken into a vacant office building in phoenix oh yes um so they called the police and journalists uh we now know that the trump administration's targeting of children in its immigration crackdown is worse than anyone imagined so this is an investigation an investigative report by reveal found that an important U.S. defense contractor that once provided security for CIA facilities in Iraq is now mm. in the migrant child detention business. Ooh. Although the company won't fully admit it. Well, of course they wouldn't. Of course not. Yeah. Um, so this is from Splinter News, by the way. What is known is that the company MVM signed a long-term lease on a building in Phoenix in March before Attorney General Jeff Sessions announced Trump's plan to separate migrant families under the administration's so-called zero-tolerance policy. That's interesting, Hmm. the timing of that. It's almost like they got a heads-up that that was going to happen. I wonder. Um, MVM has had $248 million in contracts to transport immigrant children since 2014. Hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting time to buy a building right before the Attorney General announces the zero-tolerance plan. I don't know. I think there's just... There's no way to know. They could have just been getting into the uh, getting into the building business. It's probably a quinky dink, yeah. So uh, <clears throat> some details about the building where these children are being held. Oh, I bet mm-hmm. it's just super luxurious. Uh, close. It has dark windows, no kitchen, limited restroom facilities, um, and yeah, generally a a terrible place to be killed, uh, keeping children. And they have some video of the kids in their little track suits um oh god or I oh guess yeah sweatpants sweatshirts being let in it always is so creepy when the adults are like holding their hands mm-hmm. it's just it's the only like you're not allowed to hug them but you can pull them along by the wrist right right um, why don't they just put a fucking leash on them like they're those you know ins- make it more explicit that'll be the uh the pitch during re-election oh god um and then also <clears throat> Um, in similar news, under the Trump administration, pregnant women apprehended and detained by CBP and ICE are being shackled around their stomachs, hands, and legs and denied routine medical care, which is terrible. And I wanted to talk about it, obviously, because it's an important part of what's happening in immigration news. But also, we have been doing that to prisoners in the United States. Oh, yeah, we have forever. Mm hmm. That's routine practice with pregnant people mm-hmm. who are receiving medical care to shackle Being them. shackled while giving birth, even. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, While pregnant women were held in immigrant detention centers under the Obama administration, a 2014 memo made clear that pregnant or nursing women were not to be detained, absent extraordinary circumstances, or as required by law. That's, hmm. that's a big gray area, required by law. Um, So that same year, the shackling of pregnant women held in ICE custody was prohibited. All of that changed during the Trump administration. Advocates told BuzzFeed News that the treatment of pregnant women was substantially different before Trump took office, noting that they were often released before others detained, before other detainees, but many began noticing an uptick in the number of pregnant detainees last summer. 
Um, and ICE's revised and harsher stance was codified in a policy directive released in December 2017. Um, yeah, not to say that obviously Obama's policies or treatment of immigrants were in any way humane. He deported lots, lots, and, lots and lots of people. people. But, uh, yeah, this is definitely, uh, this is like how I'm framing most of what the Trump administration is doing, a worrying escalation (laughs) of things that were already bad. And, like, oftentimes that can lead to even darker places, uh, as we see with baby jails. Now we have baby jails, everyone. Baby jails. Baby Uh, jails. Yeah, that's that's like a shitty song title. Baby jails? Yeah. Um, my baby's in jail. Uh, I won't try to do it. Sorry, I'm in everyone. Baby jail. No, I'm, I'm in baby not, jail. Yeah, no. from the viewpoint. Yeah. Um, God, fuck, fuck. Yeah. And in addition to all of the things we're doing to people who are t- fleeing horrific violence, poverty, and general terrible circumstances, uh, causing women, to, pregnant women, to miscarry and uh, ripping children from their families and then placing them in baby jail, uh, there are increasing there's tons of evidence that ice is just scooping people up and uh for no reason like indiscriminately yeah yeah, the mexican couple who's been here for his i think both legal residents and also doesn't really matter you should not be getting arrested by ice at all uh but they went to visit their son at a military base in new york and ice like the military base called ICE for like on oh, them fuck. because they both had like their papers and they had their NYC IDs and they're like, well, we saw a discrepancy and like they didn't have proper identification, so like we called ICE. Can you imagine being the soldier? Mm-hmm. Well, like- also the military is kicking people out who were given the opportunity yes. to get legal status by right. serving in the military, and now right. they're just saying like, no, you're you're being discharged, and you know we're gonna send you. But like, fuck you! You're doing the thing that like uptight conservatives tell you is the way to be a good citizen, yep. right? Like You're, you're doing serving. the bootstrap thing. And your parents come to visit you and now they're being deported. Probably full and of pride. And you're still a soldier. Yeah. Like, well, what? they say he's not allowed to intervene or do anything to work on their behalf because, you know, something, 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 something. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just, what the fuck? Like, I just, I just don't understand in terms of, like, a long term strategy how anyone thinks this is a good idea well because they're not worried about the strategy element of it as much as they are about doing ethnic cleansing and that's true that's the when you're a nazi you really have um a very specific short-term goal in mind yeah and that's the eradication of minorities you don't like i mean once stephen miller gets rid of all of the brown people no one's like it's still going to be impossible for him to get a date or you know, access to the Aryan princesses. He seems Scotty to think he deserves. Sushi with the cave trolls. Yeah, yeah. If he you missed yesterday's Spencer. episode, you you don't get that reference, but it was a really good callback, and I hope you're applauding me right now. Yep, I like it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, great point. <clears throat> Nazis have a very uh, limited worldview. <laughs> They're not yeah. really worried about like, what's this gonna? Is this gonna collapse society? Yeah, I mean the thing. The thing about being a supporter of ethnic cleansing, whether through deportation or violence, is it's not so much a long-term strategy as it is just like a real passion. And right. I think that that's the thing that like they're really focused on. They're just like they're just doing it because they love it and they yeah, but enjoy. At the same time. Why is every like right wing extremist like your Stephen Miller, your your Steve Bannon, any of the Steves, the Nazi Steves, mm-hmm. they're also profoundly unhappy people? Yeah. Well, so that's you think at some point they would step back and reevaluate their life and being like, why am I such a miserable piece of shit? No, I probably the Jews. Yeah, it's probably the Jews. That's yeah. Probably once we get rid of the Jews, I'll be happy. I mean, I, yeah, I think that's got to be it. It's mm. the, uh, you know, it's the line from Arrested Development when Tobias is in prison and he's been sold to White Power Bill. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, we've only got a few minutes here before this four o'clock pounding you've promised me. So, like, let's talk about where this is, like, where do you, where this hate comes from? And he's like, he's like, what, what do you hate, White Power Bill? He's like, the Jews, I guess. And he's like, yes, but, but what else? He's like, no, I hate the, I hate the government. I hate my father. <laughs> no, there it is. you hate white power bill. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And yep. Uh, that's, that's just so very true. It's like yeah. it, starts, it starts with the Jews and really it's just because you, uh, 
you're a miserable human being who That's all masturbates to the sound and of human suffering. And we probably shouldn't let them run the government. <laughs> no, they should definitely not be uh, allowed in any polite they or impolite society. In very toxic ways. I don't mm-hmm. got, know if you guys have noticed the baby jails. Yeah. But we have baby jails now because we have unhappy Nazis in the White House. Mm-hmm. So think on that. And guys, before you go out to the rest of your day, here is your good news. Ooh. Meredith, I hear you have a contribution to the good news section. Well, I'm not sure if you've been following this at all, but uh, far-right commentators and, you know, Nazis um, have been having some trouble with uh, getting into countries they want to go to lately. Oh, a little bit bit of a travel issue. Yeah, Yeah, it's like, it's funny how when you want to close all the borders to people you don't like, that other countries sometimes decide to do the same thing to you. So... Are you saying that it doesn't feel good when people won't let you into the country? Yeah, it definitely feels bad to be turned away. So there are two examples that I want to call out. One is uh, noted Nazi Nazi, uh, punchable face Richard Spencer Uh uh, was trying to go to Europe to do speaking engagement and uh, he was turned he was denied access to the Schengen zone which is the Great. uh all of Europe that is essentially open borders once you get there. So I forget where he was trying to go but he said no you are uh you you propagate hatred and that is not okay. And right. then there was a Canadian commentator who also is extremely racist mm-hmm. um was uh supposed to go to Australia. I saw this and one, yes. she was uh she was also turned away and denied yes. entry into the country. So you know if you believe that uh, people who don't look like you are vermin, you might not be allowed to take your trip down to Bondi Beach. So sad, because we all want to go to Bondi Beach. I want to meet those lifeguards. I know. I just can't, you know, she's, what if she was trying to go get with singlets? Well, too bad. You're a Nazi. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that the first thing they always do is cry about freedom of speech, Mm -hmm. which is like, again... Freedom of speech works both ways. People have the right to not listen to your bullshit. Yeah. Well, they you're don't allowed have to, to let you into their country. You're allowed to say it. You're just also not a, like not allowed to be free from consequences. Exactly. Um, and we're free to uh, issue the consequences accordingly. Yeah. So that does make me very happy. It makes me so happy. It always makes me happy too when I see the rest of the world um, treat fascists the way they deserve to be treated. So like London immediately organizing to be like, we're going to humiliate Trump every step of the way Mm -hmm. to the point where he had to vastly alter his schedule because it would have been such a fucking embarrassment. Yeah. Love it. You disrupted his life. Yeah. That should be every day for Donald Trump. Every day should be disruption after disruption. Yeah. But also, let's not forget, like, not all is uh, rosy in the social democratic havens of uh, of Europe. There are plenty of Nazis there, so too. So many Nazis. Uh, Australia, you got, a, you got a lot of problems. Oh, yeah, they are hella racist down there. refugees. Yep. They have detention facilities as well. They have jail islands. Jail they just islands, have straight up yep. jail islands. Yeah. Yep. So uh, there are terrible people everywhere, but there are also good people everywhere. Yeah. So I, speaking of good people and speaking of immigration, wanted to talk about a group of friends who made this amazing cross-country relay to reunite a mom with her kids. Um, Oh, this story made me so happy. Yes. So uh, apologies if I butcher any pronunciations, but one night, Schwietert... Uh, Coyazo? Uh, yeah. Schweeter. Yeah, Schweeter. Schweeter Coyazo was listening to the radio and heard an interview with the lawyer of a detained Guatemalan mother. Yeni Gonzalez had been separated from her three children at the border while seeking asylum. Uh, this is a quote. Something he said connected the dots for me about how some parents can be reunited with kids. He explained that Yenny was in a detention facility in Arizona and her kids were known to be in a center in NYC and that technically speaking, they could be reunified. She just needed to get to NYC. So Coyazo wondered what might happen if she tried to make reunification possible for this one family. So she, her husband, some friends brainstormed 
and decided that they wanted to raise bond for Gonzalez, get her to NYC, and support her until her case was heard. So they coordinate, coordinated with her lawyer. The group immediately launched a GoFundMe. Um, they set an arbitrary goal since they didn't know exactly how much it would cost. The next morning, they learned it would be $7,500. They had already raised that well beyond that overnight. Also, $7,500 bond. Insane. Insane. Um, Eliminate cash bail, people. So anyway, here's so, another so, obstacle, so. though. So you somehow managed to get the ridiculous $7,500, right? How do you get her to NYC? Right. Because she can't fly. Right. So this was another problem. So they organized um, basically... Um, and they didn't want to send her alone, too. Because right. it's like if we put her on a Greyhound or an Amtrak, who the She could get picked knows? up again and, yeah. you know, who knows what happens, yeah. So they set up a rideshare relay, moving Gonzalez across the country in vehicles driven by volunteers and stopping in volunteer uh, host homes along the way. On July 2nd, Gonzalez arrived in NYC to see straight streets lined with supporters cheering for her. Accompanied by two elected officials and her lawyer the next day, Gonzalez visited with her children for the first time since their separation. Uh, there's also like a heartbreaking photo of her um, hugging one of the volunteers. Um, so a nationwide injunction in June 2018 ordered all separated families to be reunited within a month. The logistics of that order, however, are proving to be nothing but pure chaos, yeah. as we already talked about. Because the administration is doing absolutely nothing to help and everything yeah. they can to obstruct. And, uh, like, uh, departments are, like, kicking the blame back and forth. Mm -hmm. No one wants to take ownership because it's a fucking circus. But apparently dedicated volunteers can, at least in some limited In some instances. limited ways they can do. And I, I love this story because it was just one woman who was like, I'm going to do something about this. And then she got all of her family and friends to do something about it. Yeah. She, I, she did that. I think I read a quote from her saying that like as as a mother herself, you know, thinking, okay, what how does it become manageable? That like it needed she was like, okay, if I can help one person, yeah. then that's the that's still something and that's better. Yeah, you know, and I, I also think that's a whole. really good piece of advice for people. Mm -hmm. Like if you look at what's happening to immigrants right now in the United States, it's incredibly overwhelming. You're almost paralyzed because the problem is so big. Yeah. But she was like, I'm going to help one person. And that was a big fucking deal. Like yeah. for, for Yanni Gonzalez, that was the world. You know, that was yeah. the difference between seeing her kids and not seeing her kids. So that was a big fucking deal. And I feel like we can all take that lesson in our mm -hmm. own lives. Like you don't have to fix everything. You yeah. can't tackle everything. But do one good thing every day. Yeah. Or try to. And uh, I think I also read that um, they're talking to Yenny's lawyer about another woman who's in detention. I think her bond is even higher. Yes. Um, but they're they're strategizing about how to help her as well. Right. Um, Which is just amazing that they said, you know, they found this lawyer. They're yeah. thinking about it. And, like, just one person at a time finding a way to knock down the bureaucracy and red tape and bullshit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's all any of us can do. But if more of us did it, who knows what could happen? Mm. So I also wanted to shout out uh, Hong Kong. <laughs> I love when I shout out uh, countries. Yeah, you so, definitely sound a little bit like uh, you're you're doing a pit bull impression. Yeah, you're I, just like, I mean, hello Hong Kong, Mr. <laughs> Worldwide. That is my goal every episode. <laughs> So in Hong Kong, same-sex couples were granted equal visa rights. Oh, how nice. Um, so I love that Chess Bell was like, finally, good news. Uh, on Wednesday, Hong Kong's top court unanimously ruled in favor of equal visa rights for same-sex couples living in the city. According to Bloomberg, the court ruled that Hong Kong's immigration department which has a policy of welcoming and ideally maintaining quality workers, was failing to do so by refusing to grant dependent visas for some same-sex spouses. Isn't it amazing when countries realize discrimin discriminating against people based on sexuality or, like, discriminating against, um, you know, people who can have children is bad for the economy? Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, right, because you contribute to the economy. Yeah. It's like, right. oh, sorry, gays buy right, things right, right, too. Right, 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 right. So the landmark decision stems from a 2014 case in which a British woman, known only in court documents as QT, is that a joke? Mm. Cutie? I don't know. 
Probably not. Applied for a visa to reside with her partner SS in Hong Kong. According to the New York Times, the couple entered a same-sex civil partnership in England in 2011, a few months before Cutie's application for a dependent visa in the Asia's financial capital was denied. QT claimed discrimination and lost in a 2016 case in the court of first instance. In 2017, the Court of Appeal ruled that the visa policy was in fact discriminatory on the basis of sexual orientation hmm. and on Wednesday upheld the decision in the Court of Final Appeal. So, good news. Finally, some good news. Finally, Truly, some, fucking some good, good news. news. People in, yeah, there are people in other countries that seem to be doing okay and finding it, yes. ways to make stuff work. Yeah, exactly. Um, guys, don't ever say I don't bring you good news at the end of every fucking episode. I'm working I on it. I try to yeah. bring you that shit. If I see it, I bring it to you. Also, by the way, if you ever see good news that you're like, why didn't Allison talk about this good news? This good news was great news. Uh, hashtag light treason pod. And we would absolutely. You send that shit to wrong. me. I'll talk about it on air. I'll fucking do that shit. Or it doesn't have to be good news. It can be bad news too. If there's something like important that you think I've missed. Hashtag light treason pod. Oh, yeah. Or if you just have any, uh, I love when you guys like quote the show, like parts you thought were funny or interesting. Hashtag light treason pod. Let's get started. We finally passed uh, 500 followers on Twitter. That's awesome. I shouldn't say finally. That happened pretty quick. Yeah. I like wasn't watching it and then I saw it approaching 500 and I was like, whoa. You're like, let's get this happening. Let's do it. Um, So before we go for the day. Um, is there anything else you're excited about or looking forward to or anything Mm. you saw in the city that like made you smile? I had some friends visiting from Wisconsin, uh, recently Mm -hmm. and they decided they really wanted to, uh, go check out a lot of the graffiti in Bushwick. So I had just a unofficial walking tour of uh, of graffiti in Bushwick, and what some of the cool, street art is really nice. What a cool thing to a want to see! Like, that's a really good idea. I don't know why more people don't want to just go see graffiti because we got some awesome. We got graffiti. some great graffiti, and admittedly, there are tour like walking tours of Bushwick that are focused on this. Like, okay. people are already making money off of it. Okay, but gotcha. wandering around, you know, they were at some cute like vegan cafe having lunch and then I met up with them and they wanted to go do some thrift store shopping so we wandered and wandered and they just kept stopping and taking photos every so often and it was really cool and I loved it um yeah also uh we went to the witch store because if you're going to take two queer ladies on a tour of Bushwick you got to stop at the witch store and see if they need some sage witch right witch yeah I I was like torn you're like you're either saying witch or wig and I love both yeah no it was the the witch store Catland Books which is an excellent little location Mm -hmm. and uh yeah picked up some crystals checked some you know bought some sage everybody's into crystals right now I mean I'm it's not my thing but I'm always willing and excited to like it's not my thing I had I was out during DCM and I had somebody drunkenly like press a crystal into my hand and be like, you need this. And I was just <laughs> like, What's happening? Uh, yeah. They're not my thing either. I respect if they're other people's thing, mm-hmm. but I just, it, they're like huge right now. Oh yeah. That and, and I mean, witchcraft in general, lots of uh, that spells and stuff. Yeah. But I, anything uh, that like empowers women and scares men, I'm mm-hmm. into it a hundred percent. Oh yeah. Are men scared of crystals? If they're scared of crystals, I'm into crystals. Yeah. I don't think they're that scared of them. Okay. Well, one day maybe. Uh, I love Bushwick graffiti walking tour. So yeah, that's something I would say, you know, that's one of those opportunities to really just enjoy your surroundings in a slightly different way from a slightly different perspective mm-hmm. um, and really like forcing yourself to be present in the moment through like re-evaluating. Cause there's tons of times where I'm like listening to music or a podcast mm-hmm. or I'm getting someplace and I'm not paying attention to all of this stuff. And I there know. are such talented people yeah. putting stuff up on the sides of buildings. That is what it's nice when you have somebody visit from out of town because I, when we walk around the city yeah, we're basically doing everything in our power to numb every sense so yep. we can just get from point A to point B. So you got your headphones on. I usually have my sunglasses on. I'm usually looking at like the sidewalk right before me and nothing else because I'll get overwhelmed otherwise. Yep. But when you're with somebody from out of town, you sort of see the city through fresh eyes and yep. you do notice all of these really cool things. Um New York City's dope, guys. Yeah. It's the worst place on earth. Don't get me wrong. But it's also the best place on earth. If you have to suffer through living here, there are some things that make it 
pretty pleasant yeah. on occasion. That, it's a hard thing to explain to people because we as New Yorkers complain constantly about mm-hmm. everything. And people are like, well, you hate it. Like, why do you live there? And it's like, oh, because I fucking love it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, also, I was uh, out in the East Village with Rosie last weekend, and we ran into two corgis. What? When corgis see each other, is it like the best thing that's ever happened? Yeah, and the three of them were kind of sniffing at each other, and then <gasps> at some point they were like alternating, so it was like one of these dogs, Rosie was facing in the other direction, and then the other dog was sort of parallel. <laughs> corgi so, sandwich? Yeah, it was a corgi sandwich. Oh, my God. And, oh, it made me so happy. Oh, wait, did you talk about... I don't know. No, I did not. So uh, for my birthday, the gift my boyfriend got me is a dog backpack. It's unbelievable. um, And I had been making a lot of... So how is it different than a regular backpack? It's just a regular... Well, I mean, it's um, it's got clips. And so you put it... Like you sort of zip it down the center. Oh, I see. So it's easier to get them in. Gotcha. Um, and then it's sort of designed in such a way that it holds things, di- it holds their weight differently. Okay. So, and it has little pockets for the paws to go through. Oh my God. So that's what I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear that there's special little corgi features. Yeah, there's special, special little pockets. Let me see. Do I have the pictures of, no, I do not have the pictures of, of her in meeting the, that said Pete has them, but we did move them. Uh, we moved her around. We took her to a barbecue on the Upper East Side, which meant that we, Slotted her into the backpack and took her on the subway oh and ran Did she around. Have so much fun! She had an amazing time. Right. She also got to eat a hot dog that fell on the ground. Hell yeah! Yeah, hell yeah, Rosie, treat yourself. Yeah, we put her in a jaunty blue bandana as well. <laughs> great, so great. you know that was a very nice thing. So nice I'm. Touch. Yeah, this started with me being concerned about the apocalypse and wanting to have an easier way to carry her if I needed to like bug out very quickly. Oh, I've already thought about that with the yeah. cats. So uh, having made those jokes, he uh, he very thoughtfully went and it was bought time. this for me. So yes. now I have it and I can take her on hikes or take her on the subway really easily or just get her back and forth from the East Village more easily than I have been able to mm-hmm. with her big her big backpack or her big bag. I mean, there's just another oh, photo of her. It's have you like, seen the cat backpacks with like the astronaut I window have on not. it? Oh, yes, I oh. have seen those. They're so, so strange. They're so weird, but I want them for the cats yeah. so bad because, yeah, I have two carrying cases, but if I needed to, I don't know, flee for any reason you guys know what i'm talking about it would be hard to juggle them yeah so i've thought about getting the little backpacks for them i also have a go bag guys Mm -hmm. we're in the good news section yeah uh but that's like but these are the things we're talking it's good news that both of us have thought about how much we love our animals that we want to make sure they come with us preparing for things is good yeah and anticipating (laughs) all good things uh, guys, please follow Meredith on Twitter at Meredith L. Clark. Please follow Light Treason Pod. We're also on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Do you follow us in those three pa- places? You should. Uh, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the show. Leave a nice five-star review, a comment if you're feeling extra saucy. That helps a lot. It helps us on the iTunes charts. And uh, go to lighttreason.news. Hit that donate button. It's very important because otherwise I uh, can't continue to bring you the show. Did you notice how there were no ads on this episode or any of the episodes of Light Trees and News? Have you noticed that every other podcast has ads? So many ads. <laughs> it's because we're 100% listener supported. That means you. If you don't support the show, the show can't go on. That would suck. So if you haven't done so already, please go sign up. If you're in a position to do so, upgrade your support today. That would help a lot as well. Just a reminder, I also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Kilkenny. For as little as $5 a month over there, you get to send questions that will answer on Light Trees and News. $10 a month, you get to do the very fun online hangout we do every month. Uh, $50 a month, you get a personalized letter from me. I got to write those soon. They're coming, guys. Don't worry. Um, and yeah, thank you to everyone and all the support. If you can't do any of that stuff and you're like, Allison, I wish I could support you, just tell a friend about the show. That really yep. helps too. Or uh, anytime your friend tweets like, what podcast should I listen to? Say Light Trees and News or uh, hashtag Light Trees and Pod. That helps tremendously. Word of mouth. We're a word of mouth operation. Guys, thank you so much for listening. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. 